Woj crushed the fuck out of Shams. A trade deadline recap. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. It happened. It happened. It happened. The trade deadline has passed. A ton of players have switched teams. What Paul and I, at the beginning of the day, we were messaging all day. We thought it was going to be lame and terrible. It ended up being really fun. We we thought the first trade was going to happen yesterday. Yeah. And then yesterday, just nothing happened. And there was a trade overnight that was for Corey Joseph, Dellen Wright, and it it wasn't anything. No. But... We'll talk about all the trades here in just a little bit, and we'll recap everything and talk about what teams we think did well and that kind of stuff. The trades we care about. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of my, my intro kind of um, alluded to this, but so for those of you that don't know, there are two NBA insiders that kind of rule the Twitter breaking news. The OG is Adrian Wojnarowski, who used to be with Yahoo Sports. That was kind of where he got his, yep. his start he, and made Yahoo relevant. He, he kept, kept them Yah- relevant. He kept Yahoo Sports afloat. ESPN Came took him away and, and gave, gave him more money. Big yeah. money. Um, and then there's Shams Charania, who actually started under Woj yep. at Yahoo Sports yep. and got his own stuff going. And he um, he does some work for The Athletic, I think is his main thing now. So Yeah, so it's all relationship building. Like you yeah. said. You see parallels in other sports. You got like Ken Rosenthal for baseball or uh, Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter yeah. for football, which it's always kind of funny to me how you don't hear about trades from the NBA or like from the teams. It's always Woj or Shams trying to out like outsweet the other one by a minute or 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like it's official news, though. If it comes from Woj or Shams Twitter account, it is like official written in stone. This is happening. And what happened today is so. Like I said, Woj is kind of the OG and has always been he's amazing. Definitely, he's like definitely in the draft the and during trades and things like that. Woj has been around too. Like he's he's put in a lot of work. But Shams kind of came out and, and was pretty hot, and he was yeah. He started kind of having a record of kind of breaking stuff before Woj, and people were kind of like, "Oh, is Shams? Oh, you know, dogging on Woj? Take, is he, taking over the throne? Is he taking over the throne?" And yeah. today was basically proof that nope, because. While there may have been one or two trades that Shams broke slightly before Woj, there were some that, well, first of all, the trade that Woj broke overnight, first trade with Corey Joseph um, from the Sacramento Kings, what uh, Shams never reported it, ever. He never yeah, tweeted that, about it. That's the other kind of weird thing when there's two people like this, is you'll get someone who tweets something a minute after the other person. And sometimes it has more detail. Sometimes it has less detail. And usually Woj will have more detail. Yeah. So, so, so Shams like, will be like, uh, so-and-so is heading to this team most likely, period. And Woj will be like, confirmed, um, this player is going to this team for this player and these picks for these years. Yeah, like a minute later. Yeah. Or sometimes Woj will even tweet out something. Or I mean, they'll both do it, but Woj today was tweeting out sort of vague things it's like so you know the nuggets are interested in aaron gordon and then a minute later it follows up and it's like teams are nearing completion on a deal and then two minutes later it's like the deal's been finalized so it's because it's all about being the first so it's like you want that first tweet it's like yep my my timestamp is a minute before yours like i got it 
And yeah, so it's this. Paul it's, was kind of saying this before the pod, but like it's a game within a game. Yeah. And it's this just kind of competition of who's going to be the because really what they're I mean it is fun, but what they're vying for is credibility from the teams from the players because then they can get better scoops in the future. And do you, do you remember how Bogey ended up on Atlanta? Because one of them broke the broke a trade that Bogey was going to get traded from Sacramento yeah, to the Bucks. Exactly. They phrased it slightly incorrectly. It was like because it was there's something called tampering, which basically you're not supposed to talk about trades before a certain date, and they were clearly talking about a trade before a date. I I think it was Shams mm-hmm. who tweeted out something that was like this trade is happening, and then the NBA league was like, uh, hold up. You're not allowed to be talking about trades yet. <laughs> and so I kind of wonder if that hurt Shams. If he like lost some credibility in the league or like yeah, lost, lost some of his scoops because that cost the bucks a player that they were going to trade for. And it's basically, he used a present tense verb instead of a future tense verb. And that just killed the whole thing. Yep. Instead of saying, like, the Bucks are interested, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. In possibly signing Bogdanovich to a $17 million a year, four-year deal, maybe. I, I don't know. That could be complete. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, they're going to do it. And then the league's like, uh, nope. hold up. You no, can't, they're not. You can't do that. You can only speculate. So I kind of wonder if that hurt him. Whereas Woj just, Woj just knows what he's doing. He never he never makes a mistake. He never sleeps. Shout out to Woj. He never mistypes. No. No, dude. The Woj, Woj is a real one. Woj, yeah. Woj is good. Anyway, that was that was the game within the game. Game within the game. Let's let's talk some trades. The first one that kind of kind of broke, and we were like, okay, some something's happening here. Mm-hmm. Javel McGee goes to the Denver Nuggets for Isaiah Hartenstein and two future second round picks, going back to the Cavs. On the surface, it kind of seems like whatever. You know, if, if you don't follow the NBA, you're probably like, who for who and what? But the Nuggets, early in the day, were like, all right, we're making some moves. We're, we're going to do some stuff. Because Hartenstein was fine. He hadn't really been filling the backup center role that well. No, and, and they had, I think it was, I always get them confused. I think it was Miles Plumley last year. Mason. Mason. No. Miles. I don't know. Fuck. One of the, one of they, they <laughs> no, had Mason was the one on Atlantic. Yeah, okay. it'd be Miles. So they had Miles, the better Plumley brother. Yeah. Uh, in Denver <laughs> was their backup center last year, and they they missed that this year. They needed a good backup center. Javale McGee has been around. He's been on the Lakers, been on Golden State. Wait, is um, it is it Mason? I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. It's one of the Plumley brothers, the good Plumley brother. Don't have any brothers. And they all look alike, and they all have some, <laughs> Miles Mason. I mean, they're all like seven foot, yeah. white guys. So, so anyway, but Plumley last year was really good for Denver. He, so he they, was really. They good. just they need a good they need a good backup big to give him like fifteen good minutes, while Jokic isn't on the floor, and, and Javale McGee has turned honestly into a really nice backup. He, when he started his career, nice he was a little goofy in Washington. He did have a yeah. stint with Denver early. Yep. Um, and he was actually pretty good on those teams, but he was known early in his career for making a lot of mistakes on the floor. Yep. Um, I remember there's this kind of segment within the Inside the NBA show on TNT called Shacked and a Fool. Shacked and a Fool. And he was like the, uh, o- the OG of Shacked and a Fool, like all the time. Yeah, they like created that segment to highlight <laughs> JaVale McGee, basically. His, his, his bad plays, but he yeah. Has, he has turned into a really nice player. He can defend pretty well. 
He has a nice touch around the rim. Yeah. I JaVale McGee is a a very good backup. His game has aged and matured nicely. Yeah. He's, he's gotten better as he's gotten older. So and I mean he he won a championship with LeBron. Like. Right. So I mean so so great pickup for Denver to bring him back yep. and, and to have a solid, consistent backup for Jokic. But when that trade dropped, we were like, okay, there's something else. Like, Denver doesn't make that trade just in itself. That's Absolutely. Not, that's not the only thing that's going to happen right. today. That trade is basically saying, we're going for it. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to give up two future second-round picks. That's not nothing. Yeah, I mean. It's, I mean, it's still something. It's still draft capital. Yeah. So you're like, okay, okay, what's happening next? We'll just we'll get on to the other Denver trade, which is one of the more interesting trades of the day. Denver also got Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. But Aaron Gordon's the main get here. Aaron Gordon's a nice player. From the so from the Orlando from Magic. The, yeah, I should from the um, Orlando Magic for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick. So which, Gary Harris has been a nice player for Denver, but he's been one of those that people are like it's one of those things where I think Paul you actually said this, but Gary Harris is a kind of player where if you're a Denver fan, you can talk yourself out of Gary Harris. For, for favor yes, of another he, player. But if you're another team, you can also talk yourself into Gary Harris. And he's, he's a good player. He's making 20 mil a year. Yeah. Right about there. So he's he's not a cheap player. No. But I mean, he, so last year in the bubble, Denver was struggling a little bit. Gary Harris came back and they started winning. See, when you're Denver, you're like, okay, I remember that. I remember like Gary Harris makes a difference. Yeah. But then this year, he just, he's been a little hurt. He's just, hasn't been good really. And so you're like, do we want to pay this guy $20 million? Did he really make that big of an impact that another $20 million player couldn't make? And Aaron Gordon is definitely an upgrade. I would I would rather have Aaron Gordon than Gary Harris. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, RJ Hampton is a nice young player, a first-round pick, obviously. So Yeah, but the Nuggets want to win. That's what, that's what they're doing. And I love it. Yeah. I'm, I told, we were talking before this. I'm all in on the Nugs. I, yeah. We went over their starting lineup. And you, you had a stat where, what, the lowest three-point shooting player was like 38%? They have two players that shoot 38% from three, two that shoot 42%, and one that shoots 43 and Which, like we've talked about on the show before... That's really good. I mean, 38% three-point shooter is... Above league average. Above, yeah. Like that, and these are all volume three-point shooters also. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're chucking them. They're good. But, I mean, so your starting lineup's Jamal Murray, Will Barton... I mean, they're probably going to start Michael Porter Jr. and then Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic. Yeah, that, I mean that's nice. And you still got Monty Morris coming off the bench, Paul Millsap, Paul Millsap. Jamichael Green. Yeah, I mean that's that is a team that's going for it. Um, I mean, yeah, McGee coming off the bench, who we just talked about too, who they traded for. That team's going for the finals, and frankly, I love it. We're, I mean, we're we're talking before this also about. How much we just we we love it when teams actually go for it when they when they give it their all. So I'll go into a trade that didn't happen today. Um, Kyle Lowry was one of the most talked about names to get traded from the Toronto Raptors. Yep, and he he was a big part of why they won their 2019 championship. Obviously with Kawhi, but yes, he was he was like he was one B to Kawhi's one A. A big part of it. So Lowry's a point guard. He's I mean, he, earlier in his career, even with Toronto, was known as kind of a choke artist in the playoffs. Figured it out. He's he's a great player. Yep. He is a any team would want Kyle Lowry. If you're trying to win a championship, you want 
you can do a lot worse than Kyle Lowry as your starting point guard. Oh yeah. So there were there were talks, especially toward the end of the trade deadline, that were getting pretty serious with the Lakers sending Kyle Lowry hey, to the Lakers. Hey baby, you want Kyle Lowry? Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested. Are you? Apparently, they had a deal in place, except for the Lakers refused the deal because the Raptors wanted Talon Horton Tucker (THT). THT. Back in the deal, and the Lakers refused. THC is a nice young player. He's a nice young he, player. He's been playing really nicely for him. But what Paul and I don't get is, the Lakers just won the championship. Yeah, they, they have a finite window. They I mean, want, look, they want to win again this year. Anthony Davis is twenty-seven, eight. Yeah, going on like fifty. Exactly. He has so many injury issues, and we don't know how much. We really don't know how much I'm, he has left. Honestly, I mean, he could exit the league the same time as LeBron. Does, exactly. To be to be honest, he he could be a Chris Bosh type of situation. Chris Bosh was a totally he, different situation. He was he was more of an anomaly just with the the heart or yeah. Was it a heart issue or was it, it was a, like heart arrhythmia? I yeah. think. So also shout out to Chris Bosh. Shout out everyone loves Chris Bosh. We've I don't think we've ever talked about him on the show, but shout out to Chris Bosh. Won some championships with Miami. Was a great player for Toronto for a long time. Had to leave the league because he had some other health issues. Thank God he left the league because they said he could have died yeah. from 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 some yeah. heart issues. So, um, but Anthony Davis, his. He's he's hurt yeah, every, every year. year. I mean, and LeBron is now out four to six weeks. So bring in a Kyle Lowry to kind of have a big three in LA and have another player who you're like, okay, if AD is injured for a game or we need to put him on a minutes restriction or LeBron whatever, he can come in yeah, and just care. fucking do it. I mean, that's why the Nets have a big three because KD is out, Kyrie is out for whatever reason. So I they, think I but think, they, but they still have James. Did Harden. you hear what Kyrie's doing actually? Uh, I'm assuming trying to find the ends of the earth. I have no idea. Fuck you. That was my joke I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Matt. Kyrie is a flat earther, so. Yeah, but he plays basketball, oh, which is though. brown. So. Still dribbles it somehow. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, like, you can't have too many good players because players will get hurt. And then you still want. Especially when you're, when you're, basically your floor is the championship. I mean. When you win a, especially when you have LeBron on your team, and, that, and that's, you win a championship. That's really the thing. And the next year, your your hang up is fucking Talon Horton Tucker. I mean, if come you come on, if you have a twenty three year old LeBron, you're still saying, yeah, I'll mortgage the future. Like I'm gonna try to win because LeBron is this good. Any team LeBron is on has a chance at winning the championship. When you have a thirty six year old LeBron James, you're like, my window is short. We have three, four years. Max, maybe probably two. Maybe Taylor Horton Tucker turns into a nice player in four years. You know, it's too late. Yeah, LeBron Kyle Lowry is a really nice player right now. You, yeah. If you're the Lakers, you're perfectly okay mortgaging four years from now for right now because you just you want to win. So you a wanna, team you want to do like a three P, like last year, this year, next year, and then LeBron retires. You have the parades, and Kyle Lowry gives you that opportunity, right? Yep. Um, I, Paul and I have talked about this before. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the pod, but I mean, the Clippers did this a couple of years ago with Shea Gilgis Alexander, yeah. who's now in Oklahoma City. They they traded him for Paul George. Yep. And they took a chance. And look, Shea is becoming Shea. one of my favorite players in Shea's the league. Nice. He's super nice, and he's gonna. I, this may be a hot take. I think he'll be a top ten player in the league in the next five years. He's. I You're, think. Your hot takes, though, so far have been, like, 
<laughs> dangerously close to accurate. That's kind of scary. Yeah. But he's good. I mean, again, the advanced stats really like him. Uh, the eye test screams when you watch him play. Eye test just, loves him. He, he looks great. Yeah. Um, but the Clippers decided, look, we have Kawhi Leonard. We have Paul George. We have a bunch of good role players around. We're going for it. Well, basically, we have to trade him to get Paul George. Yes, we have to trade him to get Paul we George. We have to get Paul George if we, we want to get Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi we, wanted Paul George. so We, we want Kawhi and Paul George because that gives us a champion. Like, those, they're really good players. Exactly. Gives you so a championship we're going window. to take a risk. We're going to do it. And do it. Similarly. And you, mo- re- you respect them for doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, Paul and I have talked in a, in a crazy scenario. If the Clippers never won a championship and Oklahoma City does with, with Shea in 10 years, they may regret it. At the same time, it, it you can't look out, back. It could work out. the app. If the Clippers win a title in the next four years, whatever, whatever their window it. is. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know what? That's cool. Whatever. We'll be bad for like three years. Even if Oklahoma City wins a title eventually. The yeah. Clippers got theirs, right? Yep. It's it's all good. Um, another team that didn't mortgage, well, they did mortgage their future, I guess, uh, would be the Bucks when yeah. they traded for Drew Holiday three, four future first-round picks. I think it was three and like a pick swap or something like that. It's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And but, they, I mean, they made another big trade too earlier for uh, P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think we talked about that. Or maybe we mentioned it last episode. I think but, we went over that last episode. Um, yeah, but that, the Bucks traded for P.J. Tucker. A few which weeks is, ago. Yeah, which is good, so. But I mean, yeah, the Bucks traded for Drew Holiday, and that was a huge. That was a huge, like, holy shit! But Giannis resigned. It's all is well in Milwaukee, you, and you still have a championship window. You're going for it, yeah. And, and I mean, they have like their window is pretty. It's weird. It's a weird window, but it's they have a few years. Yeah, and the other. I mean, the other thing about trading these first round picks is if you're one of these teams that expects to be really good this year, your pick is going to be number twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty in the draft. Which is most likely not going to produce a star. It's NBA most player. likely not going to be a star player, so it's not worth as much as like the number five overall pick or something like that. I do think it's interesting how, like, especially NBA analysts, I think on TV put so much stock, and but teams do to an extent too into draft picks. There, there's kind of a joke where it's like we need to trade Giannis so that we can get you know, five first round picks back. And they're like, with one of those picks, we may even draft the next Giannis. <laughs> you know, it's like, if you have a really good player, sometimes it can be enticing the what ifs. Like, oh, think of the potential of what so-and-so could be. But when you have a really good player, just take the really good player. A lot of times it's almost undervalued in a way. Yeah, when it's a situation like James Harden in Houston, you're basically like, Look, he doesn't want to play here anymore. We have to trade him, so we'll take as much draft capital as we can yes. in hopes of. But if you're like trying to get off of somebody, you're like, well, what if we traded so-and-so for all these picks? Yeah, like Paul said, it's what? it's weird, yeah. honestly. It's Yeah, because now Houston's like, well, maybe we can draft the next James Harden. That That's basically what they're going to try to do. Yeah. And that is a little different because James Harden basically quit on the team, but for – for some of the other star players, when you're like, what if we, you know, trade for Kyle Lowry? Well, what if Taylor Horton Tucker is the next Kyle Lowry? Just go get the one that's already there. <laughs> like, get the one that won a championship a couple yeah. of years ago. How so, about that? Sometimes potential can be too enticing. It's like just, you know, the, the one in the hand beats two in the bush type of thing. Yeah, you know, Paul and I talked about this too. This is going a little off track and then we'll get back to the trades. But are we, we were about, on track earlier. We're normally off track. <laughs> but 
and, and we'll, we're we're in the realm. We're talking about, but Paul Paul and I were talking about this, um, and he made a really good point about how, like, okay, for a tip, Timber, Timberwolves are a great example, and the Hawks a couple years ago were a great example as well. When you have all this, all these young players who have all this potential, and like players play a couple of really good games, and you're like, oh my god, they could be this and this and that, and then a player gets traded for like a good veteran, and you're like, oh. But I like that young player. And then you're like, oh, wait, yeah. that's going to help me win games. Okay. I like winning better than the promise of a young player. It's this weird – like, fans even get into that where it's like, oh, you can never trade this young player. It's like, okay, but you're getting a fucking all-star. And it's like, I don't care. And it's like, well, okay, hey, 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 you're getting an all-star. You get this kind of weird, like, fog of – being so especially for like the wolves who are so fucking terrible all the time that you're like this young player is the next whatever yeah and it's like but they're probably not they usually never are <laughs> so right. it is it's a weird it's a weird yeah. thing should, should they trade cat maybe they'll get the next really good big man <laughs> right you're like but they already have them <laughs> well and i'm even saying like okay so for example a player on the wolves this year who's a rookie Jaden mcdaniels who's the 20th pick in the draft and he's showing flashes of potentially being a really good player yeah but some people like on you know the twitterverse and things are, are being like Jaden mcdaniels oh my god don't trade him for anything and i'm like i mean anything <laughs> okay he's not untradeable it would be like he would probably only go for as a sweetener for a really good player, but no, that he's not untradeable. Right. He's yeah, a I mean, rookie. Yeah. And your team's in a position where if it was like Jaden McDaniels for the Aaron Gordon straight up, maybe you don't do that. Yeah. Just, just cause you want. And Aaron your, Gordon wanted to go to a, to a contender yeah. and he only has a year and a half on his contract. It, but if it was like, like, sometimes the potential is worth it just because you're, you're bad. But if John Collins from the Hawks were available and they were like, hey, John Collins or Jaden McDaniels, I'd be like, okay. Right. Because he's better. It's a known quantity. Like, Jaden McDaniels may not be that good of he a player. He might fizzle out in two years. He might yeah. be an all-star. Yeah. But John Collins is a very solid player. Yeah. Right now. And will help you win games right now. Yeah. Um, Back to the trades. So, we talked about Denver. I'm with Paul. I mean, I'm I'm pretty high on the Nuggets. Things are so weird right now because in the West because of the Lakers and their uncertainty with injury. But with that, these and, additions, and that's why it's so surprising the Lakers didn't do anything. That they're just content. Yeah, I don't losing games. It doesn't make any sense. I wonder if something's going on that we're not seeing. I'm I'm not sure. But another another team that just doesn't make sense. The Chicago Bulls. So the Chicago Bulls are not a very good team. They're currently 19 and 24. Um, they're 10th seed in the East, which means that they're in a play-in tournament and they have yeah, but they're only two and a half games out of the five seed, Paul. <laughs> that that is a fair point. There is a log jam between four and ten, really, in the East. But still, they're they're just they're not they're not like an overwhelmingly great team right now. They have some nice pieces, but they're not. Good. They're kind of like a Sacramento where they have some nice pieces, but they are winning more games than Sacramento. Part of that's just being in the East also than yeah. being in the West. But they traded for our boy, our boy, Nikola Vucevic from the Magic and Alfru Kaminu, who's fine, but whatever. Um, they gave up Otto Porter Jr., who's been kind of garbage for them. Wendell Carter Jr., who's a nice young player and yeah. two future first round picks. I think that's a, I mean, I actually think it's a steal. For, for Vooch. 
I really do. I, I figured he would get, based off of the other trades that have happened earlier in the season, Robert Covington, yep. um, Drew Holiday, because I think Vooch is a better player than both of those guys. Vooch, yeah, Vooch is nice. And I mean, to only get two future first round picks, that but, surprised me. But they also got Wendell Carter Jr. So, Wendell Carter Jr., is a, I think we've maybe talked about him before. He's a nice young player. He's, he's, um, yeah, and he'll be the instant replacement. He'll just be a younger, less skilled Vucevic. I mean, Vucevic has shots from anywhere on the court. He's he's really good. But yeah, but Carter Jr. is a nice player, and so I hope that he gets kind of a fresh start in Orlando and and does well because he I, I like his game and I think he could be a pretty good player. I think his ceiling is probably like a couple time All Star, um, but I like Carter Jr. But yeah, and even, even that may be a little high. I don't know. I'm not. But whatever. I'm, I'm not. What I'm saying. I'm saying, like, some people just become All-Stars a couple of times, and they're not. Like, Rudy Gay was an All-Star, I think, at one point. You know, right? Like, Rudy Gay. So, but the Bulls, like Paul said, it's it's interesting because, okay, so they traded for Vooch, and Vooch is like, look, now you have your cornerstones of the franchise are Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. But the interesting thing about it is Levine is 26. The rest of the Bulls team is pretty young. Yeah, They v- have a couple. So, so Vucevic is 30. Right. But they, they have a couple of vets like Thad Young, who is in his 30s now. Um, Garrett Temple is probably 30. He is 34. 34, right. Okay. Or 35 by this point, maybe. So you have some older vets who Paul actually talked about on our last episode about being some good, uh, potentially good gets at the trade deadline. They weren't traded. So now the question is, okay, so what are the Bulls doing, right? They have... Levine and Vucevic, but their timeline has been severely moved up because Vuce is thirty. Yeah, and I mean, their their window is is smaller now. So their their championship window is going to be like four to five years from now. So they're either gonna, I mean, they're gonna have to do something else. So Paul and I, I think, have kind of differing opinions. Maybe not totally. I think we're kind of come to the same conclusion. But I I wonder if this is part one of two. Like, okay, we wanted to make this move to be a precursor to another move or a series of moves, either in free agency or in the draft or combination. Um, and let's see how many games we can win this year. Yeah, and the, and the weird thing is that Laurie Markkinen did not get moved. So Laurie Markkinen's a really nice player. He's, he's a young power forward. He's like... 6'11", 7 foot. He's 7 foot. foot. He, basically, he's redundant with Vucevic. Yeah, I mean, because he can play center in a small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. There was, we had proposed to each other a trade that was Laurie Markkinen with the, from the Bulls to the Pelicans for Lonzo Ball, which makes a lot of sense for both teams. Because Markkinen isn't great on defense, and Ball is really good on defense, just shoots the corner three. He'd be a nice piece alongside Levine. And that's just made a lot of sense. I don't I don't know why they didn't do that. So, I did read one thing that the Pelicans are looking for more draft capital with Markkanen and the Bulls didn't really have it because they gave up a lot for I would Vucevic. Been, I still think a one-on-one would've been fine because the Pelicans I think would have I think Markkanen fits alongside Zion better than Lonzo Ball. Even though Lonzo's been really nice for them, I still think if you have that chance to make that swap, you do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it being a thing where that trade gets made later. I think maybe, it's still on the table because... Maybe over the summer. Yeah, I'm thinking... Uh, I know Chicago really wants Lonzo Ball. 
And that, that was the other thing, too, is that there were rumors about it. Yeah. And it's just, again, the trade just made sense. It's just, like, obvious and right there. It's, it's almost too obvious. It's not even a third team getting involved. It's just right. a one-for-one. They're both really good. They just play different positions. Yep. So, I don't know what the Bulls are doing. I I theorize, and I have absolutely no source or reporting on this, that <laughs> the Bulls owner basically said, if we haven't been in the playoffs for three years, we want to be in the playoffs. We think that there are going to be fans in the stadium. We're going to make money. And we're the Bulls, damn it. Like, we have the history of it. We need to be in the playoffs. And so, they kind of went into a win-now mode and just saw an upgrade for not a terrible price and took it. I still don't know why they wouldn't do a marketing for ball unless there was future draft capital. That That's my theory because I don't really see how this lines up with their other pieces. And maybe you're right that there is a step two. If, but if this is it, I don't, I don't the, see if why. If the step two is getting Lonzo Ball and getting a couple of good wing vets. Then I don't hate it. No. Then, that's, then Chicago becomes <clears throat> a solid playoff team. Yep. Um, they they become the Hawks of like 2016 yeah. to 2019. Yeah. You just have a few good years and you're never going to win the championship, but you're going to make the playoffs. And there's no, there's like no variance from that. You're like guaranteed in the playoffs and you're guaranteed to not win a championship because you're not good enough. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls also made another trade, which was really peculiar trade. Specifically for the other team involved. So the, well, I guess I need to back up. The Bulls also traded for... Mo Wagner um, from the Washington Wizards. They, right. gave, they gave up basically nothing for him. Yep. It's kind of a, a whatever trade. The, they then immediately turn around, gave him and Luke Cornette to the Celtics, who are just two big men for the Celtics. The Celtics gave them Daniel Tice and then Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr., and cash considerations, which are whatever. But we were both surprised at Tice. Daniel Tice has been like so integral to that Celtics team. So that's the weird one. Yeah, is that. Tice was traded from the Celtics and then he was traded to Chicago because like Chicago just traded for Vucevic who's a center they have Markkanen who's a seven foot power forward who could play center and now they have Tice who is purely a center so it's like what are you doing here you're just trying to like play three seven footers at the same time and that's your strategy like I is six eight oh is he 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 plays over this before he plays center Oh, we did go over it. You're right. But still, he plays center. I mean, he has a, he has a little bit of a shot, but it's not a threat. It's not a Vucevic but shot. He, but he could play with Vucevic. I mean, Vucevic is, like, that's big. But then what, you're going to play Markkanen at the three? No, I, I think I think probably Tice is a six-man type player, so he gets pretty heavy minutes. You all, I, Basically, that that's your big man rotation, right? Yeah. You're, so, but, th- but then I mean, you also have Thad Young on the team. He could play small forward. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. It's just. I mean, it, but Tice is a nice. I like Tice. I mean, I I think he's a good player. It I, is it is oh, weird I, because I like Tice too. It's just it doesn't make sense. Right. Which is why I which is why I think there's something else that's going to happen eventually. Obviously not now because the trade deadline is passed. I think they tried. I mean, here's what I think. I think the Tice thing honestly was separate from Lori Markkinen. I think they assumed they were going to be able to move Markkinen for Ball. And maybe they just didn't hit it. You know what I mean? So yeah. in that it's, case, if you move Markkinen for ball, and you can also get Tice in the lineup. But it's also weird for the Celtics. It, like I, I think it's weirder for the Celtics than it is for the Bulls. I don't know why the hell you'd give it up for, Ty, for what they Tice got. Was, Tice was nice. Yeah, I mean, Mo Wagner and Luke Cornette are 
fine players, but it's not. The East isn't like, oh, holy shit, Mo Wagner's on the Celtics. No, but like, I mean, Tice was also a big locker room guy for them. Like, you could tell the other players liked playing with him. And he'd been on the team for a little while. I mean, he he fit in with the team. He knew it. He knew the defensive rotations and all that. Um, also, speaking of the Celtics, we should touch on this one. Evan Fournier went to them, which is a nice pickup. I didn't realize Jeff Teague was in that deal. Jeff Teague. Oh, shit. Which is, losing Jeff Teague is a net positive for the Celtics so, also. So, yeah, Evan, Evan Fournier <laughs> is a is a, is a solid player. He was in Orlando for seven years. I didn't realize it was that long, but he was there for seven yeah. years. He's averaging 20 points a game this year, so he will be... He, he's a nice shooter. Yeah. Will he come off the bench? No, most, he'll, he'll be there starting. Because they've had Marcus Smart come off the bench in the past. So I would I would guess that Smart comes off the bench again. Fournier is better than Marcus Smart. Here's my hot take. Kemba should come off the bench. That's actually yeah. That's a fair take. <laughs> Maybe it's not a hot take. Kemba Kemba hasn't been good. The problem is you're paying Kemba a ton I know, but Marcus Smart to me should start over Kemba at the one, and then you have I mean Fournier. if you're, if you're going by the five best players yeah Kemba's Kemba's number six Fournier is for sure going to add although honestly the Celt- to that team though, the I Celtics think. traded their centers who's starting at center now for the Celtics Mo Wagner I mean if you're going by the well Tristan the, Thompson if you're going by the best players yeah I guess Tristan Thompson yeah Kemba's still better Jalen Brown's gonna be the starting center by the end of it but uh <laughs> I mean Fournier provides a scoring punch alongside of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. He's a good three-point shooter. He can he can shoot the hell out of the ball. He he can be streaky, oh, yeah. but he's a good player. For, Fournier is the type of guy where someone someone's going to be in a playoff game, a fan from another team who's never heard yeah, of him. Yeah, we talked about like, this. Who? Who's this who just dropped like 30 points and shot, you know, 10 for 15? Like, Yeah, the casual fan doesn't know who he is, but like... Because he's been stuck on Orlando for seven years. He's one of those... I would compare him to like a, a Tim Hardaway Jr. from the Mavs. Yeah. A player who could just light you the fuck up. It's like, so... Dude, I, I like Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. Shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, he 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 can get... Dude, he can get hot. He can get hot. Like, it, and same with Fournier. So, it's funny because like if the Wolves were playing the Magic... Evan Fournier hits like two threes, and I'm like, "Fuck, he's fuck. gonna drop forty. He's gonna do same it." Same with Tim Hardaway. Like, the Wolves play the Mavs, and I'm like, "I don't care about Luca. I don't care about Porzingis. Tim Hardaway is gonna beat the shit out of us." Tonight. <laughs> so when you watch a lot of NBA, there are there are guys on the on teams that you're just like, "He's not the best player in the league. He's not like an all star or whatever, but he's gonna." The, there's players who just certain teams they just light up against. Yeah. Well, and so Terrence Ross on the Magic is kind of in that cat. He can be in that category also. And it's odd because he was like he was, the one that didn't get obvious, traded. He was an obvious trade candidate. Yeah, he's so he's a six man comes off the bench, kind of the the Lou Will type, and just was an obvious trade to go to a trade or to a contender. That I mean, could use a little more scoring punch. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he's still in Orlando. Speaking like, of Lou Will. Let's talk about Lou Will. Lou Will, the hometown hero Lou Williams. of Atlanta, got traded for Rajon Rondo and what, like a second round pick? From the LA Clippers to the Atlanta Hawks. Thank you for filling in for me. <laughs> so, oh, two second round picks. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> which Lou. The Clippers wanted Rondo before the beginning of the season. The Hawks paid more money, so they got him. Um, 
to be honest, I don't love this trade for either team. I think Atlanta did it because of the two second round picks. Well, the Clippers are losing scoring. Yeah, I like quite a bit of scoring. That's why I don't like it for the Clippers because they wanted someone better than Patrick Beverly. They wanted they wanted a point guard basically who was better than Patrick Beverly and to trade him and to keep Lou Will coming off the bench. Well, that's what I think is odd because they still have Patrick Beverly. Yeah, like so I they, thought they were going to trade Patrick Beverly. Like, and if, I, it, if it was Patrick Beverly, if, if it was Pat Beverly for Rondo, that makes sense. That makes more sense. Personally, I think Rondo's better than Patrick Beverly. Yeah, but as far as the trade lines up, it makes more sense. Right, right. So I'm saying maybe maybe you've Pat Beverly come off the bench then now. I don't really I don't really know what they're doing. And that's why it's just kinda of weird because Lou Will is a good scoring punch for him. It I mean for Atlanta, Lou Will's like the third best shooting guard now. I From what I'm reading, he's gonna be the point off the bench. Although Kevin Herter also has point duty too. Kevin Herter might be point. I mean, they might just kind of share that yeah. off the bench. I just, I don't love it. I can see him being very frustrated by the end of the year. If he's going from 20 minutes a game, whatever he's playing now, 25 probably, he may not get a whole lot of minutes on Atlanta. I'm just, I'm not. Or it may piss you off and he might get more minutes that other guys won't get anymore. Yeah, because that's the other thing is Atlanta's still a young team, and they know they're not going to win this year, but they still want to develop their player. They want to make the playoffs, lose a playoff series at some point, and just gain that experience. That's all they want to do. Lou Will doesn't help with that. Rondo was there for the vet leadership. He wasn't there to, like, score buckets. or do. He was just there to, like, set other people up, let them take the shot, and coach them up a little bit. Yeah, Lou Will takes his own shot. Yeah. he. I mean, he, he can set other people up, but he's looking to score. I don't know. I just, I don't love that trade. It's whatever. I just, it seems like a lose for each team. Is the kind of, sometimes there are, there are trades that are win-win for each team. I think it's more of a lose for the Clippers though, because I know, again, I know they wanted Rondo, but for, for what? I mean, I think it's more of a lose for the Clippers because their aspirations versus the Hawks way higher. They want a championship. Yeah. And you need you need I, scoring punch off the bench to I, win a championship. Yeah, trading out Rondo for Lou Will doesn't take you from non-contender to contender. Well, and it's it's weird to me because like Rondo provides defense, and there is playoff Rondo. That is kind of a thing. But Play, playoff Rondo is definitely a thing. Playoff Rondo going to be better than playoff Lou Will? I don't I don't think that's a difference in a championship though. Exactly. I don't know. You know what? Well, <laughs> if they if they win a if they win a title this year, and it's because point rondo scores like 30 points in a game seven or something then fuck me i guess that's that's why i'm not an nba gm but initially it just doesn't make a lot of sense no let's see your boy bielitsa i'm not even going to try to say that first name nemanja bielitsa ex-timberwolf he escapes the icy realm of minnesota he was on the Kings. He got I forgot traded, about this. Yeah. Got traded to the Miami Heat. That's I, a that's a nice pickup for the Heat. I like Bielitsa. I think he's kind of underrated. He was hurt earlier this year, yeah. so he didn't play a lot. He's a great shooter. I yeah. think he moves great without the ball. He'll be perfect for the Heat. And he's like six nine, six yeah. ten. He can play. He's like small forward, power forward kind yeah. of combo. Yeah, and I mean the the Heat gave up Mo Harkless and Chris Silva, which <laughs> you're like, yeah, meh. I mean Bielitsa is easily the get in that trade. That that was a nice one for the Heat. That's going to – we'll talk about – well, let's talk about the other big heat move. Let's do the heat. They got Victor Oladipo, Depot. who's 
who's a rental. His contract's expiring, so they have him through the end of this year, and then after that, it's unknown. Uh, they gave up Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and uh, rights to swap picks in the upcoming draft. Which is Whatever. kind of insane. <laughs> the The Rockets got absolute fleeced. I know it's a rental, but the Heat are going all in to try and win this year, which isn't going to happen. Paul and I were talking about this at nauseum before the pod. The East has three teams. Three teams at the top. At the top, and I don't believe any other team besides those three will be in the finals. It's the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Then there's the, yep, the Charlotte Hornets are currently in fourth the fourth seed and they're seven games behind the Nets. It's right. just it's a huge drop. Huge drop. Um to put that in perspective, currently in the West, the number 6 seed is seven games behind the number 1 seed. Huge 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 difference. <laughs> and so that same difference is a difference between the 3 and the 4 seed in the East. Right. Which is is just because they're so top heavy. The West is more even; they have better competition. But in the and that's part of why we don't get about the Bulls either. Like, why are you going for win now when you're you're clearly not in that top three? You're not anywhere near that I mean, top three. I, I think I kind of maybe could see a combination of your your opinion and my opinion in that the Bulls want to get to the playoffs, lose a playoff series, and then I think probably make a couple more moves to. Maybe win to, a playoff series next year and see what happens, right? Try to get in that upper echelon. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, the Heat are still coming off that finals appearance last year. It, it seems more and more fluky. I as, think I think the Heat... As, I'm going to be, be hot take central tonight. Hey. I think the Heat are going to be... So... Couple you, th- pred- you think the Heat are going to be hot? Nope. couple predictions. Hey. I, I think the Heat are going to be out of the playoffs in the next two years. Ooh. I think Eric Spolstra will be out of the head coaching job within oh. the next three years. Oh, that is a hot take. Eric Spolstra has some of the best job security. Eric Spolstra is fantastic. In the league. He is he is amazing. In the league. I think, look, the Heat retooled super well after LeBron and after the big three. Yeah, they did. I just don't think they have it in them after what their roster is now it's hard for me to see that do you realize how hot of a take you just spit out do you want to do you want to calm that take down no, and i love eric spolster by the way but maybe chris finch will have worn out his welcome with the wolves <laughs> eric spolster can go to the wolves <laughs> trade miami for minnesota there's no fucking way he would trade miami for minnesota <laughs> that's probably not happening but that's my hot take and i'm sticking to it dude if spolster loses his job in three years i hope he just retires in miami he just Lays he's not on, even that old, but like, yeah, he, he deserves just, it. He just lays on the beach and he's like, "Yeah, I'm a millionaire." And hey, remember me? I'm the coach who won like, what, two titles? And maybe he like, no, yeah, two titles. Goes to ESPN or something and just broadcasts from Miami and's like, yeah, "Yeah, having a fucking great time, in Miami." Yep. <laughs> Weather's nice. The water's great. Cool. <laughs> it's just him FaceTiming. There isn't even a studio. He's just on the beach. He's like, "Damn it! I just got a slice of pizza and ESPN's calling me." <laughs> anyway. I just I don't see it for the Heat. We're in the we're in the same boat about that. Victor Oladipo's a good player. It's just it's a tough sell when you're only getting him for a few months. It's very much a win now, like win this year. And he's move. also not proven that he could be a difference maker on a championship team, by the way. Like that's a I mean, Oladipo's a nice player, but I think And I'm guessing this is kinda critical, but like the I feel like teams have liked the idea of Oladipo better than the yeah. actual product. Yeah, there is. 
That's nothing I, I against him. He he has been kind of thrown around the league, not on his own volition, but he's never really stuck at a place and been like he's always been good, but he's never been the guy. He's never been a star. He's never been able to show like I am a fucking top ten player in the league. Yeah, no, I mean that that is fair, and I think that shines kind of wearing off. Um, I'll be curious to see where he where he ends up next year and what the contract looks like. He turned down a two-year, $45 million extension deal. That was, that was the max that the Rockets could offer him for CBA reasons that are above me. I just know that was the max. Right. And that's a lot of money. I mean, $22 million a year. So he's looking at at least a four-year, $100 million contract. I'm not sure he'll get it. I'm not. I. It's one of those where, like, I hope he gets it because he seems like a nice guy, all that. He is, he is a good basketball player, but I hope my team isn't the one that gives it to him. Because I don't think your team's winning the title if you're paying Victor Oladipo $25 million a year. And I'm not sure what team does. I mean, I'm trying to think of teams that have a glaring hole at shooting guard. That are a Victor Oladipo away from a title? I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. But, I mean, it's also telling that the best offer the Rockets could get were... Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and a draft swap. I mean, that's not really moving the needle a lot for the Rockets either. They're going to continue to suck. Really suck. Really suck. And John Wall is making that money. <laughs> Holy shit. John John Wall's making $41 million this year, which... Good for him. Good for John. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to stand in between someone and their money. Hell get, no. Get that. I'm just jealous. This is all it is straight up. If John Walker just give basketballers a million dollars per year for the next three years, John, that helps set us up. John Wall. Hey, John, help us out, buddy. Get on here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Are there any other trades that happened that we missed and should recap? I guess Norman Powell. Norman Powell's a very good player on the Raptors. Yeah. And that's also why it was surprising. Lowry didn't get traded because it seemed like if one went, the other one was going to go. Powell went to the Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. So Gary Trent Jr. is a nice player. Rodney I, Hood is I like Gary. Is Gary okay. Trent Jr. is one of those where the he passes my eye test, but he doesn't pass the analytic test. Norman Powell is an upgrade. Norman Powell is... He's been playing really nicely. He has. And honestly, I, I feel like he fits really well with the Blazers' culture. Like, I think he'll do well with that team. That makes a lot of sense to me. And, and Gary Trent Jr. was going to get paid. Yeah. He's, he's a restricted free agent this offseason, so... I mean, the Raptors must like him and, I mean, want want to pay him some money. The Trailblazers, though, like we are saying, they're in a win-now mode. Lillard's 30, 31, some, something like that. I mean. The Blazers could be that his, weird team this year that, like, like, okay, so here's just a weird scenario. And it would obviously, seeding would impact this greatly, okay? But let's say LeBron, let, let's say LeBron or AD is out for the playoffs, Okay. Let's say the Lakers are neutralized in the playoffs. Okay. Is, so is this a lost season for the Lakers? In this? Yes. Okay. The Blazers, and now there's a number of teams in the West, but the Blazers, to me, are a team that could conceivably do what the Nuggets did last year. The Nuggets are another team that could do what the Nuggets did last well, year. Well, I don't think the Nuggets are doing what the Nuggets did last year. I think they're going to play better. <laughs> the Nuggets aren't going to go down 3-1 twice last year. They're going to win some playoff series decisively, I believe. That's, they're that's a better team true. than they were. There is going to be some good playoff basketball Whoa. being played. And here's here's the criminal thing, and no offense to the Eastern Conference, but so Paul and I were talking. So the top three teams in the East, right, 
are Philly, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. Um, Very two of those two of those teams we don't know which yet will meet most likely in the Eastern Conference semifinals. That's right, and, and then, then they'll, they'll meet the other they'll one. They'll meet the other one presumably. in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, but those will be the best playoff series, most likely in the East. Now the and West, they're going to be bloodbaths, and I'm yeah, going to oh, love it. Oh, I mean the East, the Eastern Conference Finals might end up being the best series in the whole NBA. But it, it could also be the Hawks versus the Heat and be terrible. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I just don't think the Heat have have it in them this year uh, versus last. But in the West. You're going to have bloodbaths from round one. It's going to be just, it's going to be crazy. They're going to be oh, tough man. series from the, from the get go. So as, as I was saying before, the, the gap in the, uh, the games you're behind. So basically your, your win loss record, how far you are behind the previous team. There's a seven gap between seeds three and four, the Nets and the Hornets in the East. The biggest gap in the West is between <laughs> teams 13 and 14, the Thunder and the Rockets. There is a six and a half game gap. So basically, the what it comes down to is the East have a big three, and the West have just like a shit two, with the Timberwolves being the shittiest <laughs> of them all. <laughs> but really, I mean, it's it's the Rockets and the Timberwolves who are bad, and everyone else could theoretically make the playoffs. Like the Thunder could conceivably make the playoffs. They're not completely out of it. Yeah, the Thunder. The, okay, so go. Okay, the Thunder have a forty three percent. Win record. Yep, they're nineteen and nineteen, 19 wins, twenty-five. Go up losses. to the go up to the east. Where would they be in the east? They would be the tenth seed. No, they would be the eleventh seed. So, so they'd still be out of the playoffs right now. But they would jump up two seeds. Um. Yeah, it's just the east is so much top heavy that it, it and do, their it top does, is really really good. By the time it gets down to the twelfth seed out of fifteen, it kind of normalizes itself back out. And the Western Conference is just bad i mean your lowest the rockets are at 12 and 31 the the pistons who are the worst team in the east are 12 and 31 so it's just at the bottom of them all i think that is it for all the the big trades i mean there's some other just whatever's matt thomas for a second round pick not even gonna tell you teams because it doesn't matter honestly I, i really don't give a shit about the other um trades paul i did have something that just kind of crept into my mind which i know always scares the shit out of you yeah okay he's probably like what if you cut off all your hair no okay uh okay this probably won't happen because we only have like 10 listeners (laughs) but let's say basketballers like shout out shout out to all the listeners let's (laughs) say basketballers gets bigger and like gets an actual following which i don't think will happen which would be great if we okay, if you had an opportunity, and you can list multiple, let's say I'll give you a max of three. Um, actually, I'll do it this way. If you could have on the show, you could pick up to two current NBA players, uh, and two former NBA players. They all have to be alive, obviously. The former's current, obviously, would be alive. Unless we're playing zombie NBA, but the former (laughs) have to be alive. What is this? I'm just, I don't know. It's just like, who would you, if we could have somebody on the show, because it'd be cool to have guests eventually. If we got big and like NBA players are like, Hey, I want to come on your show. Who would you want to interview or have on the show? All right. The first thing that comes to mind is, is a big name. It's Giannis. And the reason is 
there was a clip recently of him drinking a smoothie after a game and he was all about the apparently Giannis loves smoothies he's just like America's great because they puree fruit and put it in a cup okay I want to talk to Giannis about smoothies and introduce him to malt powder <laughs> because I'm guessing Giannis has not heard about malt powder and I'm gonna be like oh buddy I'm about to like multiply the awesomeness of America shout out to malt powder if you're listening to this Go get yourself some malt powder. Go get a malt from somewhere. Ask them for extra malt powder. It's delicious. I put it in smoothies that I make for myself, and it's just the bomb. As an observer of the amount of malt powder Paul puts in drinks, I buy in it bulk. is hazardous. I, it is I buy in fucking bulk. obscene. I literally buy pounds of malt powder it at is, a time. It's like I like malts. They're great. In, <laughs> the amount that he puts in is like you you're like spitting out chalk. It's like I, dust out of your mouth. I've literally scooped some malt powder in my mouth before and been like, I could use a little more malt. <laughs> it's like a problem. I've like had so much of it that it's like muted my taste receptors. There's going to be one of those like commercials that you see of like, uh, Johnson and Smith law firm. If you have ha- consumed too much <laughs> malt powder, it's going to be this thing where like malt powder is all of a sudden like cancerous and deadly and terrible. And like, yeah, if it comes out that malt powder is a carcinogen, like, <laughs> I'm going to the ER. I am. I am Dude, in trouble. Dude, at that point, there's not, not a point to go to the <laughs> ER. You just live, live, live the rest just, of your life the best you I can. I just walk man. straight into the cancer ward, and I'm like, yeah, listen. They're, they're like, who Who are you? Trust I, me, I'm supposed to be I here. I didn't know. It's. I yeah, promise it's, you. It's like people who grew up smoking, and then later yeah. in life, they're like, oh, what? This, <laughs> this is why I cough a lot? Like, Oh, great. Yeah. They're like, hey. Malt powder causes like allergies or you know something. I'd be like, <laughs> "Well, fuck, that explains a well, lot." Well, <laughs> you don't say. But if, dude, I I could make Giannis a friend for life if if he had never heard of malt powder, and I was like, "Look, <laughs> I'm gonna blow your fucking." Okay, mind. so Giannis, I like that. That was the first one that came to mind. I kind of kind of caught me off guard about number two. Well, let's, I'll go for my number one. Yeah, let's let's hear what um, you got. It's a Homer pick, but Anthony Edwards. A- because AE is a great interview. He's a great interview. He's he's hilarious. He said so many funny things. I think he would be great on a pod. I'm trying to think of a number two as well. I I didn't really think that far. I just thought up the idea. Um, maybe future or maybe past players. I know Vince Carter has done some podcasting work. Like he has experience with podcasting. He would be a cool one to have on. I don't know. I mean, it's partly Atlanta homeboy, but. Uh, Bazemore was a good guy too. They did they did a pod together back in the day. Although, um, actually, fuck Bazemore. Come to, <laughs> come to think of it, I I loved Kent Bazemore, and then Kent Bazemore recently said, "I'm not getting the vaccine," and now I'm like, "Ah, oh, god damn it, Kent Bazemore! I wanted to love you." Even though this person has hurt my soul in a lot of ways, I think a really fun person for current NBA players to have on would be Jimmy Buckets. He would be Jimmy Buckets. He's kind of the a. He's kind of the a one, like the Anthony Edwards kind of. He's just he's like off the wall, like just <laughs> kind of. You know, wears his cowboy hat, and he's. I don't know. He he'd be a fun interview. He he he'd be fun to just shoot the shit with. Past NBA players, look, these are both going to be probably pretty generic. But Charles Barkley, 
Gotta love Barkley. Dude, Barkley is the shit. He's so, like, he would be, you know how much fun it would be to just talk shit with Barkley? Oh, yeah. Because we'd just talk shit. It'd be so much fun to talk shit with him. The other player is Kevin Garnett. All he does is talk I, shit. But that's what we do. That's what we do here at Basketballers, Paul. We talk shit. You know how much fun it would be to talk shit with K- KG oh and him God. just be like... KG would make us look like kindergartners. Oh, yeah. He, he'd be like, dog, what the fuck? Da, 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 <laughs> fucking bullshit. Da, 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 da. I mean, I think I curse a lot sometimes, but he would... I mean, if if you were like, hey, guess what? You can curse. He's like... <laughs> no, he, he would already be cursed. That'd be like... <laughs> that would be part of the stipulation for having him on. To be like, I was watching some clips recently when he had his Area 21 show. That was such a weird show. I liked it, though. It was so... It, was it just, didn't really take off, but I loved it. It was this KG in a hoodie that had to be taped to his head. That hoodie had to be... It was like halfway down the back of his head at all times. But... It had to be taped. But he had, like... I remember he had Gary Payton on one time. That would... He would all... Gary Payton would be fun, too. Gary, um, yeah, Gary Payton's a, another big shit talker. Oh, I love it. But they had this cuss button, and so he would like yeah, because it's on TV. Yeah, he and he he used by the cuss button. He just... used it very liberally. <laughs> oh, the the freedom. So someone else who's surprisingly kind of cool, Jared Allen. I I remember seeing something. I think he was big into astronomy, astrology. Okay, is one of those. Is he was like tweeting about NASA in the probably astron. There's a big difference, Paul. Yeah, I I think it was astronomy. Yeah, I think it astrology was, is like science. I know what it is, but I was saying it was it was one of those. I think it was astronomy because I think he was tweeting about NASA. He's tweeting about NASA. It's no, astronomy. it was. It was because of the the Mars rover. And he was. Oh just, yeah. He he was tweeting about watching the live stream of that when that was happening a few that's weeks cool. ago. That's cool. Yeah, that's what it was. So I mean, something like that. Just be like, hey, let's like let's talk science. You know, let's talk about space. That'd be cool. Also, yeah, I would love to be like, I would love to, would, if dude, we could I, be like bastard woges, but not even break news, just be like, hey, just come talk to us. We don't give a dude, shit. I just realized Jared Allen, who's who's the guy I was just talking about, who was watching the Mars rover, got off the team with Kyrie Irving, who was a flat earther. I bet Jared oh, Allen, shit. I bet Jared Allen's thrilled about this. He's like, Finally, good God! I don't have what to... if we could get Jared Jared Allen from the NBA and Jared Allen, who played in the NFL? Be wild! Hey, Jared, what? What? That'd be perfect. <laughs> so perfect that it'll never—it's not allowed to happen. Yeah, man. I mean, like, it would just look. It's 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 probably never gonna happen, dude. If we got an NBA player on our show, we'd be both be so nervous, like. Uh, uh. the cat they're gonna be pissing myself the whole time what did you just what did you just say too far <laughs> what did you say <laughs> the cat they're gonna be pissing myself the whole time <laughs> a catheter huh um shout out to my dad who is like his no his nightmare if you mention catheters around him he's like Ugh! oh i mean i was I was purely kidding. I, I know. I'm just, no, I'm just no saying. Like, you know how some people that. just have some people have things where it's like, you mentioned something that yeah, catheters are obviously not ideal not a, or a great <laughs> a great thought. But my dad especially, like he'll get. It's so funny because he's just like, oh, oh god. So if you ever want to get him, Paul. <laughs> oh, all right. You now, know what to do. Now, cough a few times and say catheter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, shit, we're kind of beyond the pale right now. <laughs> guess, guess we'll end on that. 
Um, but that was, that was the 2021 trade deadline recap. Yeah, so look. Shout, uh, out, shout out to Woj again. It's it's the end of March. We're going to have some playoff basketball in like a month yeah, and a half. boy. Okay. So basically what's going to happen in the next month and a half or so is teams are going to start really trying to win games. And some teams are going to start not trying. Uh, Timberwolves. <laughs> Who tried for like three games and then gave up. Yeah. Yeah. But the West is going to get tighter. The East, I think, it'll be interesting to see that four through ten because there's the playing games this year. And they're so close right now. Right. So I think there will be some separation in the East once people come back from injury. The Heat will probably end up being what I would imagine is Boston and Miami will be the four and five seed. But but I don't know what order. But getting that six seed is going to be huge because then you miss that playing tournament. So the... Yeah, I mean, the battle for the sixth seed will be interesting. In the West, it's just, Jesus Christ, a bloodbath. Yeah. The Lakers, obviously, injury is huge. We'll see. I mean, that's it. They, LeBron they might fall not, to 9 or 10. LeBron might not be back until the playoffs. Yeah. Or right near then. They might fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Anthony Davis is still out for an undetermined amount of couple time, A couple of weeks, I'm hearing. That's Which, not good. And I'm... No. Yeah, a, and he could and get injured a, again. It, it, there's a lot of basketball to be played in those weeks that they're out. I mean, it's a tight schedule. And this you year. have like Utah's been so consistent this year. Phoenix is hot. Phoenix is good. Denver is gonna go on a tear. They just upgraded themselves. They're yeah. gonna go on a tear. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Portland, right? Like you I have like so yeah. many teams who are just gonna Port- take the opportunity. Portland's and run. gonna get. And and the Clippers obviously are gonna be great. They're gonna know, be but, out there. But dude, Portland's been good. They're gonna get CJ McCollum back. They're gonna get Nurkic back. They just got Norman Powell. Like <laughs> you've been winning, and then you just add three more players, two from injury, but then one from trade. That are all net positive. That are all hugely yeah. net positive. Well, CJ McCollum's not hugely I like CJ McCollum. He's net positive in my heart. Maybe not on the advanced stats all the time, but fuck advanced stats. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I don't know. I love advanced stats. All so right. we'll 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 still try to do weekly shows. Um, we'll probably just keep. We'll kind of till the playoffs. We'll talk about who's heating up for the playoffs. So thanks for listening to uh, to our show about the NBA trade deadline. Um, Basketballers. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers. <laughs>